Hello and welcome to the Secure Chat Podcast, presented by Archon. This is a whole new security podcast geared towards you, our trusted clients. Each episode, our security experts will explore pressing security news, from the latest malware threat to user errors and top risk management solutions. Tune in each month to learn more about data breaches, what they mean for your business, and how you can optimize your security strategy. I want security. Hey everybody and uh, welcome back to episode two and even the second episode of this month of the Secure Chat podcast. And um, in season two, we'll be doing two releases every month so you have more opportunities to uh, to check in and listen to us. But as always, I'm joined by Sean Truxel. Sean, how are you doing today? Can't complain. Uh, things are, as per usual, on fire. Uh, but yeah, pretty excited about having two episodes a month now, uh, you know. Double time you get to hear our beautiful voices. Yes, sir. It's also like 70 in Chicago in November, so that's pretty sweet, too. Yeah, can't can't be mad about that, except you know that it's going to be 70 this week, and then next week it's probably going to be negative 10. It's just the way it goes yeah. around here. Very true. And today we want to talk about kind of the edge that, that Archon was able to obtain during coronavirus. Now that we're kind of, I'd like to say we're on like the other side of coronavirus now with the vaccine news that came out. I don't know, would you start to say we're kind of on that other side? I, I think we're getting close. I think that this winter is still going to be pretty tough. Um, I mean, I'm not at all sad about being able to work from home all winter and not have to you know face the Chicago winters walk into the office from the train. Um, but yeah, I think I think we still got another like six months or so before things start really turning around mm-hmm. um, with the news of the vaccine. Uh, but even beyond that, I think the implications of coronavirus are going to keep shattering through the IT world just based on like remote work. Now I think it's just become a staple. I mean, would you agree with that? Oh, for sure. I mean, the, the work from home, I think it was just Microsoft recently said that they're going to permanently do um, like unlimited work from home for all their workers. Yeah, I want to say they did that. Twitter had yeah. uh, put out news for that. Um, Google might have been up there, although I mean, I don't know if I would really want to work from home all the time because Google's campus is pretty sick. But uh, <laughs> but outside of that, I mean, yeah, the, the work from home is going to it's it's really going to be a a huge factor now. And one thing that we were discussing prior to like hopping on the mics here was that group policy has always been the way to just handle most of the automated controls on a machine, whether Mm. that's Windows patching, installing software, um, connecting to a VPN or getting to file shares. It's all just been group policy based, but that only works if you are connected to the network. And that's what we wanted to then touch on today was the edge that Archon has, like you were saying, Corey, uh, which is Kaseya. And one thing that's really cool about this episode is actually we feel like we're two real experts on the subject for one. So, you know, been a little winging it here and there, but Kaseya is actually, uh, Corey and I are the subject matter experts for our kind of Kaseya. So this has been our baby since we came here. Um, so we're pretty excited to talk about that today. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think, um, like name a couple things that gives Kaseya an edge over kind of like group policies? So I think the ability to push out any of the procedures or any of the just tools that we want from Kaseya uh, we are able to do it on a machine that's connected to the internet, not just connected to a VPN. Uh, so one thing that I think is that's used probably the most of group policy is managing Windows patches um, mm-hmm. for servers and endpoints. So with Kaseya and the endpoint management, we we only deal or deal with the the endpoint side. So we don't touch servers with it. Um, that's all handled by our systems teams because they're just all stars with that. But what we do at Kaseya is we are able to create procedures. That control when patches get pushed out. We get reports of like when the computer's rebooted. We can control if it automatically forces reboot or if we can delay it. 
And the, the edge that gives us is because with group policy, your machine has to be connected to the VPN to get that group policy. And you have to force the group policy. And you have to force it, yeah. So you'd actually have to open up command prompt and run a GP update space slash force, um, which your you know generic end user isn't going to know how to do. And that's kind of a pain to try and figure out from an IT perspective, like a task that will regularly do that in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of times, too, what we've seen with stuff just being over, like, email, maybe a couple web pages, uh, and then like a Teams or a Skype chat. There's not a lot of need for VPNs right now, especially with the use of like OneDrive or different types of file sharing in the cloud well, like that. Yeah, everything, cl- like the cl- cloud is going to get rid of the need for the VPN, right. honestly. I mean, you're able to do, you're able to implement security uh, in the cloud without needing any type of VPN solution. So uh, naturally, there should be another tool that comes into place that's able to do the management of systems without needing to be on the network or the VPN, which is kind of what Kase is. And for anyone that's listening right now that isn't like, uh, that doesn't know much about computers, if you ever call your help desk and they tell you to restart your computer, it's because of possible GPOs that are in place that could help the problem that you're having. So for example, if you restart your computer, if you're in the office, the GPO is going to apply to your computer. If you haven't restarted your computer in 15 days, then there could be a bunch of stuff that, that needs to be pushed through that you're missing. So that is kind of the reasoning behind uh, a lot of IT people telling you to just restart your computer as the first move when when you get it to get into a problem. Right. And yeah, I mean, the restart, it's it is that little magic button. I mean, granted, it is the joke at this point for everything. But yeah, I mean, the amount of tickets I know that I've solved my career just by, a, you know, that quick little restart. Um, but but you brought up a good point with the GPO then applying um, on a restart. The reason why Kaseya is going to be important for for the Windows patching is you don't get the GPO if you just sign in um, because you obviously you're not connected to the VPN. So when you're working from home, you open up your laptop and you sign in with your just normal username and password. Then you go through and you connect to the VPN. When you connect to the VPN, it doesn't automatically force a group policy update. So you don't get the triggers to download the patches, to maybe push down an update for a new software you have, to maybe update the security requirements for your password. Um, that's why we've seen a lot of issues too where laptops sort of fall off the domain because they don't check in regularly enough. Uh, it just causes a lot of issues being remote too much, mm-hmm. realistically. Yeah, and, and and that's where you say it has been great. It's kind of given us that edge where... Um, let's say I'm doing patching or I'm installing software remotely. In Kaseya, I can say, do this specific function at this specific time. With group policy, are you able to set like specific times where stuff happens or is it just you've set it and it either works or it doesn't? So you can set it to try and apply, um, but that's where you mostly go into like task manager. Um, or like task schedule task. Schedule task yeah. and you try and schedule it to push out, um, which is tricky. Because you can't predict when your entirety of your workforce is going to be online. You'd like to think that everyone should be online connected to VPN at, say, like 10 in the morning. But, yeah. you know, with people that work like a second shift or they're off on vacation or a personal day or a sick or for whatever reason. There's yeah. just times where it's missed. And then on top of the group policy not always being reliable getting through, you have zero reporting on that. True. So you can't even see who does or does not have that. And that's the other edge that we have to say is we had a lot of clients that had to out of nowhere, go remote. These were clients that had been in the office through and through, no remote work ever, just wasn't an option, wasn't a need. Yeah. All of a sudden with the shutdowns, like they have to work from home. Uh, so they then had to get a VPN spun up, a specific configuration spun up, and then they needed all of their computers to have this new VPN uh, application installed on, on the desktop. So what comes into play here is you have two options as an IT team. 
and that's either you have a remote management tool that does allow you to push that through and and install it and it's fine or you're installing by hand for every single computer which if you have something where it's five or six hundred machines it's going to take weeks yeah which a lot of people granted at the beginning thought that it was maybe going to be like a one month work from home it turned yeah. into where you know if you had to spend three weeks doing something it kind of paid off yeah uh but on the quick flip like we we had customers who needed it done within three days so they needed 400 machines with the exact same vpn configuration built out installed in every machine ready to go by that monday morning and because we had kaseya we're able to do that just because we could write some batch scripts, push that out, and just get it installed and flipped over, and you know, boom, there boom goes the dynamite. Home. Yeah, <laughs> they work from home, and it's it's something that is looked over a lot. Um, I guess in the past, I've worked with some remote management tools um, like ConnectWise. I've used TeamViewer, and then I also used a, a smaller like uh, remote management model, which is called Ninja RMM. Yeah. So I've used those before, so I was a little familiar coming in. But then Kaseya just had a, a lot more robust backend system. Yeah. Um, are, have you worked with any other other products in the past? Oh, uh, just TeamViewer at my last. Just TeamViewer. Yeah. yeah, I mean TeamViewer is great for the remote feature for like helped us be able to like log in and just help the user walk through stuff. But it lacks that ability to push out applications, pull reporting, and that's really where that edge was. I mean, we had clients who they needed to know like, hey, are we missing any computers that don't have this specific update for for say like you know the the VPN. Um, just recently with Pulse Secure, they released a patch because of some vulnerability they had. So we had to take a client and manually upgrade them mm-hmm. to make sure they were patched. So it's something like, say, we were able to pull a report like, oh, there's these 10 machines that don't have it yet. Let's try and get them on a you know on a specific time frame. But in the event that, you know, hey, there's two that we just can't get pinned down, let's just do a remote session real quick. Like, yeah. Hey, let's just have her help us reach out, manually upgrade that. Yeah, and, and and that's the thing. I don't think we realized how impactful Kaseo would be at the beginning of this because you brought up a good point where it's like we all thought we were going into quarantine for three weeks and then we're back. But this lasted longer than we thought, and it's looking like more companies are going to offer uh, more flexible work-from-home options for their employees going forward. So that's where it makes a, a tool like Kaseo invaluable to a company because – if the company wants to be flexible with their employees, a um, a tool like Kaseya where you don't need to be connected to uh, the internal network to be able to manage that PC, it offers from an IT perspective flexibility for IT and, and the, there's still a world of possibilities of how you can customize your environment when nobody is physically sitting inside of that environment. And I, and I think these kind of tools that these tools were kind of looked at as luxuries in the past, but but as we've seen with COVID and just how more companies are going to be working from home, um, these tools are going to become necessities. Well, and just think about how many of our clients then in the middle of COVID were going through different audits, like whether it's yeah. PCI audit, ISO audit, SOC 2 audits. Um, so you're having not only just pulling all this information, but they need a way to like verify, are all your machines patched? Yeah. Are are all your software applications up to date with this latest like vulnerability that, that was put out? Um, and before it was kind of a, a will and a prayer that they were up to date or that GPO was just grabbing all that. Um, but now it, it takes us, what, 10 minutes to go through creative view and we can see like, oh, well, actually there's these six machines that are missing the latest updates, but they also haven't checked in in two weeks, which is yeah. probably just like spares that are on a shelf somewhere. Yeah. And one thing uh, with Kaseya that, that we've worked on a lot during during uh, COVID is updating people's antiviruses. So, you know, some of our clients had kind of clunkier antiviruses antiviruses we all uh started working from home and they wanted something that's a little bit more dynamic maybe had ai built into it and and could catch things now that everyone's working from home 
And uh, so one thing, one way we were able to leverage Kaseya is uninstalling old antiviruses and then taking Silence and installing it across the board for for all uh, users, even though they were all sitting in different locations. Right. And it was just something that was so fast. I mean, something that previously would require, you know, almost a, you know, an IT tech going hand by hand on, on off hours on this song from a machine and in song new version. I mean, we were flipping this within two hours. We were able to take 95% of a workforce and just get that completely up to date, uh, which is pretty amazing. Um, and then we had another issue where we were seeing a couple of clients that were continuing to lock down their security efforts, which um, they were pulling in Rapid7. So they Mm. were only having the logs pulled from their servers, and they wanted to extend that to include all logs on their endpoints. For Rapid7 to work correctly for that, there needs to be a SIM installer on every individual endpoint. So at first, you know, the, um, our SOC team came to us was like, hey, like, you know, what's what's the best to do this? Um, should GPO? What should we do? Um, and we were able to just put together a quick batch script and we pushed that out. And yeah, within an hour, the, the entire environment was with, within polling within SIM. Uh, and it's just, just sort of showcases that extra leverage of while this was sort of built out as a help desk tool initially, I mean, we're going through, we're helping different carve outs. We're different. We're helping yeah. the security operations center. Um, just we're doing patches. We're doing flip overs. It's just something that has really, like you said, given that edge yeah. um, that it's, it, it's also challenged us to see how creative we can get. Yeah. There really hasn't been anything that we've not been able to do with it. It's just a matter of how are we going to do this? Is it going to be a pre-built procedure? Do we have to script this ourselves and just, you know, write executables uh, to push the machine? Um, it's, it's actually been really fun to be challenged with a new tool just to sort of see like how creative we can get with the solutions. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the client's the one that benefits from our flexibility, right? So um, it's been great being able to have our clients work from home and and then when they come to us saying they need certain solutions, we're able to get those, like implement those solutions for them. If we didn't have something like Kaseya, I mean, we might have been in a, in a position where where it was either a much harder to get this done or we flat out just had to say, like, right now, that's not possible. Right. And I think that's one thing that, that kind of hits home with everyone is that as, as fun as it is for us to kind of explore in it and, and see the capabilities of it. It's also beneficial for the clients because it offers them, you know, four to five different possible solutions to get around one problem. And they can explore how do all of these solutions affect their environment in a different way. And it just gives everybody more flexibility and more options to uh, to create or to uh, get goals. Right. To obtain goals, you know, and and that's where these tools really start, you know, paying for themselves. Exactly. And and just to touch on that, too, um, you know, with COVID, it wasn't just one goal that people were trying to obtain. It was 17 different goals. Yeah. And so if you're able to take 10 of those and automate those through processes that we had already built out, I mean, that's taken a lot off the plate of, you know, just the main IT point of contact for, for some of our clients, um, taking headaches away from the end users so they're not trying to follow documentation or instructions written up yeah. by somebody. Um, it's just taking the guesswork out of it and it's making sure, like, this will get done. It will be done effectively, and we'll be able to have a report to prove that it was done effectively. Yep, which kind of puts, with all of all the unanswered questions and, and everyone's kind of uneasy right now, from an IT perspective, we can at least offer our clients some type of ease about some right. of these situations so that they can focus their efforts and other things that have questions that can't be answered due to, you know, COVID times. Exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, I know you and I could sit here and talk for three hours about Kaseya, but I think that gives a pretty good high-level overview of what we've done, um, what we want to continue doing. Um, 
But if there's any questions about the, you know, any ways Kaseik potentially help you, or if there's any ways that, you know, we'd like to explain this further, um, definitely feel free to reach out to us. Yeah, no, we, we'd love to answer any questions regarding Kaseya because that is Sean and I's baby. Uh, when we, so when we first got hired in, it was uh, help desk was completely new to the company and Kaseya was also completely new to the company. So they, our uh, managers kind of handed us Kaseya and just said, let's see what it can do. And we're, we're still in the process of, fi- of figuring out everything it can do. We've, we found a lot of great stuff in it. We've been able to find creative solutions for our clients in it. Um, but but it, there's still more that, that can be offered in Kaseya. And, and we love nothing more than a client that can can bring something new to the table. Yeah, exactly. And, and we can just kind of run with it, go to work, and find the solution for it. That's what makes us fun. Yeah, Sean, yeah so, I mean, I think that's all I've got. Sean, do you have any other thing you'd like to add about kind of Kaseya and what we've done with it over the past you know, six months? I think that was a pretty good overview. Um, I think it sort of drives a point home what we've done and sort of like why we enjoy doing it. So that's for me. Yeah, and honestly, while we're here, I do want to give a little bit of a shout out to uh, Council Bluffs, Iowa. So (laughs) we were looking at the reporting numbers today and like what, over half of our streams are coming from one town in Iowa, right? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Oh, it's amazing. Anyone from Council Bluffs, Iowa that listens to this, if you want to reach out to us on any of our social media platforms, we'd love to get to know you guys a little bit more. Um, Besides the fact that you guys are probably Iowa fans and I'm from Michigan State and you guys mollywopped us this week. (laughs) I'm a little bit upset about that still but i mean i was gonna say like who doesn't molly womp michigan yeah. but I'm michigan michigan, michigan. <laughs> that's the big that's the only one that matters is michigan um so yeah no we love we love the fact that you guys are listening to us and we're, we're so thankful that you guys have been tuning in every week so if there's anything we can do to make your guys experience better feel free to reach out to us on any of our social media platforms because we'd love to interact with you guys more awesome so that takes care of episode two of november and episode two of the secure chat podcast we'll be back in the month of december with a fresh episode for you guys and we'd love to uh, see you back here and uh tune in awesome thanks guys